Hi to everyone listening. This is Dr. Terry, and this is episode 21 of Chat with Dr. Terry, the podcast. So I've entitled this episode, The Complexities of Relationships. And initially, I wanted to talk about, you know, how to recognize when there's toxicity in a relationship. You know, my original intention for this episode was to kind of delve into that. I recently posted a post on the podcast Instagram page. Um, But really, when I started to write the notes for what I wanted to cover in this episode, it became more of a discussion of just all the facets of relationships. So this is not just relevant to romantic relationships, but all interactions that we might experience, whether professional, friendship, you know, romantic, acquaintance, and even the social media relationships and the people that we're influenced by via social media. So ultimately, when it comes to the bare basics of relationships, whether you're in a committed union or single, whether you're a social butterfly with tons of friends or somewhat of a loner, whether you're great at connecting with people professionally in your career or more of an introvert and much rather be solo, we are all in some type of relationship at different levels. And if you were to think about all the areas of your life, you'd likely realize that everything revolves around these interpersonal interactions in one way or another. Um, Personally, I'm always learning just how to master the art of building and maintaining healthy relationships, whether that's with my colleagues, with my patients, with my friends, family, partner, anything. So I think it's important to note that nothing exists in isolation. You know, we really should get good at building these relationships because humans need other humans to survive. It doesn't matter how we, you know, might live our lives. We're bound to be interacting with other people. And of course, right now, you know, we are supposed to be social distancing because of this pandemic. Um, But it's a good time to practice, you know, how to master, how to do relationships, because sooner than later, we'll be exposed to each other um, and we'll have to continue navigating this new normal. So I think mastering this could be really important. Um, So in thinking of what made sense, you know, I've put together a few points um, and actually that's a lie. There are actually 10 points um, of what I've found to be necessary to maintain healthy relationships. But I do think that all points are vital and it should be something that I can get through pretty quickly. So please bear with me. So the first point that I want to you know, make is that I think it's important to recognize and accept that relationships are complex and do require a certain level of vulnerability. And I think for a lot of people, the idea of vulnerability is a scary concept, but the the reality is everyone is walking around with their own stuff in their baggage. And I always say that people aren't the way that they are for no reason. Each one of us, you know, we're walking around having experienced past traumas and difficult experiences that make up who we are. So in order to relate to others and connect with others, you first have to learn and understand yourself. And that requires being vulnerable, seeing yourself for for who you are and your flaws and your ability to hold yourself accountable for the behaviors and tendencies that you might have that just aren't acceptable. This idea, you know, that, oh, this is how I am, you know, I'm not going to change, might not cut it anymore, especially depending on your age. If you're over, you know, 18 years old, that doesn't really cut it in my opinion. So having that level of honesty and introspection with yourself might not be easy, but could be done. And it could be helpful, you know, to get the help of maybe a therapist or, you know, a friend that can really tell you the honesty about yourself 
or really doing your own work to get to that level of introspection. The next thing that I think is important is to be sure to believe someone when they show you who they are. I'm sure everyone listening can attest to it being quite frustrating when you try to make someone become someone who they aren't. It's not only frustrating for you, but it's very likely frustrating for the person you're trying to change. And I truly believe that none of us, we cannot change people. People can only change themselves. So an effort to maintain any healthy relationship, recognizing that who someone is showing you to be is likely how they're always be, and deciding whether you're able to accept that or not could be really important. You know, sometimes we invest in someone more for the potential of who they can be um, versus who they actually are. And don't misunderstand me. There's probably com- it's you know it's probably completely appropriate for a professional relationship. Um, you know, someone who might be extending a hand and giving you a chance based on your potential. But for something like a relationship where you're emotionally invested, it could be important to see someone for you know whom they show you to be, and not just the potential of who you want them to be. So I hope that makes sense. I think the next point, the third point, is recognizing when there is imbalance in relationships. Relationships should be reciprocal to some extent. It's important to be able to give of yourself to others while also making sure to get your needs met and being able to assert your needs in the relationship. So an example of this could be recognizing, you know, if you're in a work environment, the higher work demands and deciding to ask for a raise to match what you're giving to the company that you work for. Or being able to assert your needs to your partner or recognizing when you're being drained in a friendship and setting boundaries within the context of that relationship. Whatever it is, being able to assert your desires and needs in the relationship can create more balance and less of the imbalance of you giving and not really getting. Next, I think the fourth point that's important is knowing your boundaries. I did a whole separate episode on this topic, so feel free to reference episode nine. But as it relates to relationships, whether in your work relationships, you know, romantic relationships, friendships, um, boundaries are how much you're able and willing to give. And boundaries, to me, are intended to enhance relationships. They're, they're built in place so that people can get their needs met. Um, the next point As everyone has different needs, I think it's important to recognize what your needs are in those relationships. And just like love languages and romantic relationships, your needs might not match that of the other person's needs. So I don't know if it's the most fair to expect another person to operate the way that you do. Whether that be, for example, you know, consistently calling you or showing up for you, et cetera, um, or like a lot of what's been circulating on social media, this idea that quarantine is the time to see who your true friends are. And personally, I think that's a ridiculous concept, not just because we are all trying to navigate and figure out how to function in this freaking pandemic, but people often have expectations of you without your consent. And I want to make sure this is clear. Um, you might have people in your life that have certain expectations of you that you never you know, gave consent for. So in this case, you might be very disappointed if someone isn't showing up um, for you the way that you expect them to. But the reality is it's not fair to have expectations of people based on our wants and our desires. People have to give consent. 
And sometimes that takes our ability to communicate what those needs are, you know, having an in-depth conversation and making sure that the person is willing and able to provide what is it, what it is that we need of them. So the next point, point six, is that I want to emphasize the importance of communication, especially as we talk about asserting our needs Um, and being able to do so in a way in which our message isn't lost because of the emotion behind the communication. So what I really mean by this, um, it's easy to say things we don't mean out of anger. And personally, I've absolutely said things I didn't necessarily mean when I've been angry Um, as I'm sure most people have, but the downfall with that is that you can't take back what you've said. You know, people can't unhear the nasty thing that you might've said to them when you were angry. And oftentimes we're in the heat of our emotions. We're not always able to say what we really want to say. So communication can be an entire other topic within itself, but I think it's important to think about mastering effective communication and your ability to do so might enhance your relationship and make a relationship be healthier. Next, point seven, um, which is for me the most important factor in maintaining a healthy relationship is being able to forgive. And this is something that I've probably learned you know, later in my 20s because I think in the past I was someone who maybe held grudges against people. Um, but I really like to explain forgiveness as something that's for me. It's a means to my own growth and sense of empowerment. It's not you doing a service for the other person. So I think forgiveness is vital in relationships because as we are all imperfect, we ourselves and the people that we have different relationships with are bound to mess up. But forgiveness is the catalyst for psychological and emotional well-being despite these mess ups that we experience from other people or the mess ups that we give to people. So there's a study that looked at forgiveness and found that it increases resiliency in victims of abuse, people who've experienced natural disasters, individuals who've been hurt, tormented, et cetera. And the study saw that the the lack of forgiveness, holding a grudge, often kept people hostage and essentially tormented them. Um, You know, they were tormented by their emotions. So there's a lot of misconceptions about forgiveness. Um, And I want to kind of clear that up. So to forgive doesn't mean, you know, you're condoning the behavior of the person that's wronged you. Doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that you have to forget what was done or that the person is no longer held accountable for their actions. Nor does it mean that you're no longer allowed to feel upset or hurt. Forgiveness is for you. You know, research shows that when we're able to forgive and release ourselves of all that comes with how we were wronged, we're able to experience lower levels of stress, less significant levels of anxious and depressive symptoms, and probably most importantly, less anger. And all of this is linked to illnesses like heart disease, which is the number one killer in America. Um, As most people probably know, one in three deaths in the United States are from heart disease. So forgiveness can be done in effort to manage these physical um, ailments that can contribute to our demise. The next point, point eight that I want to make is learning to trust people is really important in establishing and fostering these healthy relationships, especially when you've been hurt. It's easy to harden your heart once it's been broken or hurt, but that only makes it much more difficult to open it back up. So learning to trust might mean first trusting yourself, trusting your instinct and trusting your intuition, and even being able to drown out the noise from other people that might interfere with what your intuition is telling you. 
and really allowing yourself to be able to open up to other people and establish these relationships. The next point, point nine, that I think is important is maintaining respect. Um, When you're in relationships with people, um, it's important to respect your differences, um, respect other opinions, um, respect the pace that someone wants to go with their relationship. It doesn't matter what type of relationship it is. And I think what's most important is respecting the boundaries that people might set, you know, with you. So the last point, point 10, um, what I think is really important to recognize um, and to remember is that you can always cultivate new relationships. You know, you might be someone that's listening to this and maybe you're thinking that, you know, you may or may not have healthy relationships. You might, you know, only have toxic relationships. Um, But, you know, we see evidence in social media, especially that, People are able to establish and cultivate new relationships every day. Um, And the way that people are able to connect with strangers through virtual means and how people are able to use their talents to connect with the masses and cultivate virtual relationships. Um, One relationship can change the course of your life. And um, sometimes using your talents in different ways, whether that's DJing like we've seen on social media or connecting to the masses or you know, creating connections with people virtually who eventually become your friends um, or just feeling comforted by someone's story who you might see, you know, yourself relate to on a social media platform. You know, that just shows that you can always find the people that you want to associate with and build those relationships. And so it's never too late to cultivate these new relationships. Um, So finally, I think it could be helpful to kind of reflect on, you know, your own relationships and take some time to truly assess First, it could be helpful to assess the relationship that you have with yourself, then thinking about the relationship that you have with your higher power, whether that's God or a source of power bigger than you, Um, the relationships you have with your your loved ones, people who are close to you, whether that's family or friends, and think of the relationships you want to cultivate. There's nothing wrong with, you know, creating these new connections if you find that you don't already have them in your life. And I think it really takes humility to admit that you don't have all the answers and that you need the support of other people. Um, And doing so can really be worth it. You know, and last, it could be necessary to take inventory of the toxic relationships you might need to let go of and get rid of. Um, You know, your future self might thank you for kind of cleaning house and thinking of, you know, the connections that you want to continue to foster in your life. So I hope that this was clear. I hope the concept was clear. Um, I thank you all for listening. And of course, feel free to message me about clarity that you might need or any other topics that you would want kind of focused on on this platform. And as always, thank you for listening.